Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the PHNX Rising podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is Ramon Chavez. I'm super happy to be here. And alongside me is Mr. Owen Evans and Mr. Edwin Morales. How are you guys doing today? I took some precautions for training today. I got some sun cream, um, which is a, a good start normally, especially when it's a long, long presser with Rick. Uh, we were chatting for 20 minutes just with Rick today. So, yeah, it's a good long one. For, for a rising, like, in-person one, that's long. Yeah. I'm glad you're getting that sunscreen, Owen. I know it's getting a little bit hot out there. Edwin, <laughs> how are you? Good. Um, sun, another Suns game. Uh, two to two of the series. Things got interesting. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe the fans can use this as a little therapy session before the game. Get a little calm. Talk about rising. Relieve your stress, and then we'll focus on it. We can focus on the game and go to the pre-game show and all that. Yeah, let's, let's I'm, I'm just happy that. I was just going to say, I'm happy that we all went with Suns in six, didn't we, boys? We were all adamant from the start. It was going to be it was going to be Suns in six. Anything else you hear to the contrary is a revisionist nonsense. So, yeah. I'm just saying that I called the, that the Pelicans were going to be a little bit tough. So, it's going to throw that out there. Anyway. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, hopefully the Suns are able to get a win tonight. Um, and then uh, once you guys are done here with the PHNX Rising Show, make sure to hop over to the uh, PHNX Suns one. They're going to have a good preview for you guys uh, over there and the post game as well. All right. So, uh, yeah, I want to shout out everybody on the chat here. Reetha King, uh, how you doing, sir? Michael, pleasure as always. Justin, how you doing, sir? Um, yeah, thank you so much for being on the chat. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're listening to us after the fact on one of the streaming sites, make sure to like uh, us there and then maybe uh, give us a five-star review if you can. And uh, that way we can reach more people. So, uh, yeah, if you guys can help us out with that. Uh, we have a great show for you today. We'll be talking about, uh, of course, our very own Phoenix Rising. They went 6-0 and in April, so I think we're going to touch a, touch a little bit on that. Uh, some updates from tr- today's press conference, a very long one that uh, Owen <laughs> said. Uh, and then, of course, we got some news yesterday about a new signing, so we'll be talking about, uh, I'm sorry if I butcher it the first few times, Siebert Haugli. How'd I do, Owen? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what he told us it was today, so well <laughs> yes. done. <laughs> now, of course, we got a game this weekend, so uh, Rising will be visiting the City of Angels, L.A., to face off against L.A. Galaxy 2. I think you'll find it's Carson. They, they're going to Carson. Oh, so it's <laughs> tough. I, I mean, I know that I'm personally, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, not actually stepping foot in the city of Los Angeles. So, um, Yeah, so we'll see. I haven't been to Carson, so it's going to be fun um let's see we're gonna also check out the rest of the usl action this week uh there's some games tomorrow right owen so that's gonna get an early start uh a couple of games yeah yep and then we have a very very we're gonna have a guest we're gonna have a guest on thursday um so um wait for that announcement tomorrow or in the upcoming days regarding our very special guest coming up on thursday so uh give you more information about that a little bit later on all right, y'all. So yeah, let's it's, it's just... Sean. It's Sean. He's gotten rid of Edwin. Uh, he's or he's getting rid of Edwin tomorrow, and then it'll be Sean. Oh my God. <laughs> Edwin. Um, all right, guys. Let's get started. Uh, of course, we saw Rising defeat Miami FC two to one uh, last Saturday. Very exciting game. Uh, beat San Antonio at the beginning of the month. Then Valley United and U.S. Open Cup play. LA, LA Galaxy two back to back wins against New Mexico and then Miami FC. So, what do you guys make of the six and zero record? after kind of like a little bit of a stumble at the beginning of the season. 
Well, it's almost like some teams come out and complain about fixture congestion and other guys just come out and get it done. And Rising came out and got it done this mm-hmm. past month. Um, you look at it, admittedly, I think, and this is something we have to keep in context here, five of those games were all at home. And it was five in a row. There was only one trip, and that was at the very, very beginning of the month. So that makes things considerably easier when you're looking at that kind of spell of six games. But still, six games in a month is no small task, especially to come away with a 100% record. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe we're going to see another long streak. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, you got you got to give credit. Sorry to cut you off, Ramon. I just I just want to go on the point is you got to give credit to Rising though because they did that with some injuries. You know, we they had some injuries. They had they had a you know a terrible start to the year. So it's impressive that they were pulled. They pulled out those six wins and they haven't reached their peak. You know that that's the thing I keep uh, keep reminding because there's still a team that's regression. There's still teams that have they clearly have their flaws, right? But still, they were able to get six wins. They're going on a cup run, and in a cup run that seems that they should, again, nothing against Sacramento because I think they're a great opponent. It's going to be hard on rising, but they should be able to beat them in comparison to an MLS team. And, you know, you're, you're back and situated in the league where you should be. Obviously, you want to be a little higher, but you're in a better situation. So credit to the boys. Yeah, uh, thank you for that, Edwin. Bobby here has a good uh, comment. He says, maybe I'm still on a high from Saturday, but this team feels like the most complete roster Rick has put together. Owen, you've been covering Rising for a very long time. What do you make of this comment? I think the thing about it, and I'm not so sure that it's the most complete team in terms of the roster, but this is this is something that Rick actually brought up today um, when he was asked about, you know, what is it maybe that he's learned and doing differently himself and on what would first-year Rick have said to current Rick about what he was doing. And he said, first year Rick would have come out and said, just, you know, just be better. Play, Don't bother changing the system. Be better. What Rick has said he's learned really over that time is that while you've got your philosophy and your philosophy should stay the same and uh, the thinking process in that sense should stay the same behind your team, that you need to be able to adapt. And that's something I think that has really proven critical at times over this run is a willingness to change the formation, a willingness to to do those kind of things in a way that doesn't necessarily change who Rising are and their identity, but does give them an upper hand when they're coming up against other teams. And we spoke about this last week, right, when we were talking about New Mexico and the fact that he came out with that those free central defenders and how that changes things because it allows those fullbacks a little bit more freedom when they're going forward. They don't have to be quite as worried about tracking back and tracking back as quickly. And things like that have really helped. I think maybe that, to me, is the difference here. It's not necessarily the team itself. While the team is very good, uh, it is more complete than in other years, but it's mm-hmm. more the fact that you've had that kind of maturation almost of Rick as a coach, whereby now he's not just taking that team of, of players who realistically, in a lot of ways, should be USL superstars. He's using them in different ways to best, you know, get the best out of them in any given game. Edwin, uh, feel free to hop on this one, but Owen, do you think this is the most versi- versatile team that Rick has ever had based on your, on your uh, comment there? Ooh, 
That's interesting. I, I'm not really sure it's versatile as in it's the team because guys like Kev Lambert have always had the ability to play in that position. He's he's mm. done it as a centre back with the Jamaican national team, and and in the future we may see him do it again, uh, especially with the kind of form that he's in at the moment. Uh, and of course, he made team of the week this week, so shout out to him. But I think it's just a willingness to actually adapt the game plan that's helping more than yes, the players are versatile. Yes. You know, I mean, there's depth in certain areas that maybe we haven't quite had in the same way before, um, especially up top. Up top is a really intriguing one. The the way that the for- centre forward and the wingers can kind of move around if they want, really. There, There's, you know, if, if you want to flip them around, you can flip them around. They, they're all quite versatile up there. But I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Edwin, uh, what do you think? For me, I think it kind of echoes a little bit what Owen's using. I think it, it is a versatile team, but I think it's versatile in the usage that Rick is using it, you know, because it's working, you know. And I think that a lot of these players are definitely all about this team. You know, they're, they're, they're definitely a team mindset where whatever position you put me in, I will succeed for the best for the three points. So I think the attitude, you know, is obviously one of the best we've seen. And honestly, I think Rick's usage has matured. And I think it, he's he's putting players in the right position. And if he's not, he's trying to figure that out, you know, as the season goes on. Because there's still a few people, they're still figuring out a little bit. But I, I, I think it's a, it's a mix. But I don't think you can say it's the most versatile, in my opinion. Awesome. Yeah, a lot of uh, comments here about uh, Siebert. So let's go ahead and uh, we have a couple of videos of Rick and Siebert himself talking about uh, how they see themselves fitting in and what type of player Seaver is. He's a very, very good player. Uh, very, very big and, and strong, good in the tackle, good in the air, um, but great feet. You know, he's, uh, I, I think he's going to be one to watch. I, you know, I think when he was in college, he played as a holding midfielder and he's kind of been moved back to center back, much like Kev. Um, but he's got some very good offensive abilities as well. So we're excited to see how he does. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big guy, so I'm, I'm pretty decent in the air. I can still get better, especially offensively. I would like to score some more goals, but I'm, I'm good in the air. And then I would say I'm comfortable on the ball um, to be a big guy. So a little bit of a little bit of both. We finally got our big Scandinavian centre back. We've been how long have we been talking about this guy and not knowing who he is? For a while. And now we know who he is. Finally, oh, great month. Finally, uh, at the the Rising Stadium. So yeah. Some uh, some quick fun facts. I know maybe uh, you guys have already read up on him, but he wasn't bo- uh, born in Oslo, Norway. He is six five. His father played Norwe- in the Norwegian top flight over there, and then his mo- mother was a talented cross country skier. This is all from uh, his college profile, by the way. Uh, he attended Virginia Tech University for four years, seventy two games, and he scored three of his four goals in his senior season. Uh, third round pick of the Portland Timbers, eighty uh, third overall. Uh, played mostly as a central midfielder, which is a key thing, and then also as a central defender. And then he also played with the USL League Two side, uh, Des Moines Menace, and won the USL uh, League Two Championship. Uh, and I think Michael put it on the chat there. But uh, quite a resume there, Owen and Edwin. So what do you what do you make of uh, of Siebert here, and, and how do you think he's going to fit in with the team? I think that as a... As a player, he's someone who's coming in with a lot of potential. I mean, people are saying he's coming straight from League Two. Do we even expect him to start? And I, I mean, you're people are talking about wanting to see Channing Chase and get minutes. So why are we not talking about this guy who was drafted by an MLS team um, and has, you know, gone beyond 
you know, that in terms of winning League Two, um, why, why aren't we talking about him as a serious candidate for this team? Um, I think that he's a player who, if he's going to live up to his potential uh, that he's coming in touted with, is going to be a very, very impressive player. Um, the biggest question almost is how good is he with his feet? Because we noticed, I mean, this guy is a giant, right? He, We did Rick. Normally, Rick is one of the big guys when you're doing the interviews. In comes Siva, and we've got to suddenly raise the tripods, get him up, get him up. This guy is big. Um, it, and that's the thing. Often guys like that who are big, you kind of look at some of whom just come in, and it's because of their physicality and because of their height that they're getting in the league. And everything we're hearing about him is that that's actually not all that he's about. He's got so much technical ability that that's what his gameplay is about. Um, I, I'm really intrigued to see that. Of course, it's been a while. We don't know if he's going to be available for this weekend's game. Um, still a little bit of a hold up there with the visa again, because apparently there's one last step to this concurrent visa, and they were told yesterday that it's going to be three to eight days for him to get that sorted. Now, that's the problem, isn't it? Because if it's sorted in time for the weekend, we could see him playing possibly even on Sunday. If it's not, it's going to have to be at least until the game against San Antonio here in uh, Arizona on the 7th. Yeah, no, I got a chance to see some of his highlights on on YouTube. And yeah, I think the thing that stood out from, uh, from him was not only his height, but it was his ability on the ball. Um, one of the things that I did notice is, was his ability to break down the defender ones on one-on-ones and then being able to carry the ball forward. Not a lot of goals in his senior career, but I don't think that's really his role or that's really what he was looking for. But he made, he did make that comment there uh, today in that video you shot, Owen, that he was looking to score goals. So is he going to be more of a midfielder or is is it, is he going to be more of a center back? Because, you know, based on that comment, it's, it's kind of an indicator that he's going to be playing a little bit more midfielder. No, no, to me, it means that he's six foot five and he's got to get his ass up there for corners. That's yeah. what it means to me, right? We've been talking about how much of a threat Manuel Madrid has been at times from those set pieces. This guy's six foot five. Get him up there and lump the ball onto his head, you know? Yeah. No, Give it a go. Why not? <laughs> I see that, man, but I saw his highlights. I think he prefers playing with his feet. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, Edwin, what are, you, what are you thinking? Well, for me, uh, it's it's... More broad questions in the sense of lineup and a lot of issues, you know, what does this mean for James Musa's injury, you know, and, and how long is that going to be? Where do you play Lambert now? If you play him, in, if you play Seaver in defense, are you, you're probably going to start Lambert in the midfield. So who do you take out from that? Seijas or Arturo? Because I'm assuming you keep Quinn in there regardless because he's one of your, your main guys. So there's that issue. And then there's also... You know, as Owen, you know, put there, you know, about why we why a lot of people, you know, with the shading minutes, we want to see Sievert. Sievert's a lone player. Yeah, how much resource do you put into him? How much chances do you give him? Because I feel like there's going to be a, a shorter leash on him in the sense that if he's not working out, then you, you got to go back with your own boys and give them a chance, you know, because but if they're going to be the long-term out, solution. Yeah. But if he's not working out and you go, it's fine, go on the bench, how long do his team want him here? You don't send someone out on loan to sit their ass on a bench. You send them out on loan to get minutes on the pitch. That's why you do it. Because if you just sit him on the bench, he might as well. There's a nice bench up in Portland, I'm sure he could be sitting on, uh, right. you know, or sitting in the stand. They sent him here to play to improve. 
Yeah, but if he, if he's not the answer right away, though, you sit him because why 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 are you just going to make the parent club happy if he's not working out? And you have people like Shanning and and all these young guys who who want opportunity off the bench. You know, like you would you would rather appease your players that you have for a long term contract than a parent club and a player whom you'll see for only a season and he's gone. But that's not necessarily true because that's also a fact that when you think about loan deals, you've got to be seen to actually be playing the game because if you aren't seen to be playing the game, you can jeopardize your chance to get loan deals in in the future, which can be really impactful deals. Yeah. Yeah, and then to Owen's point, so if uh, if you guys haven't read uh, Owen's article on gophnx.com, he makes a great point there that uh, this deal kind of materialized due to Rick Schantz's connection with the Portland staff. Is that correct, Owen? Yeah, and this is something about Rick that you'll, if you chat to him about, you know, MLS teams and all of that, he knows a lot of these guys. He's got a lot of relationships with a lot of MLS teams. And the reason reason for that is because of his time down in Tucson when he was putting on all the preseason stuff. Rick was the guy who was sent out to, like, schmooze up with all these MLS coaches. And it means that he's built this really big contact book now. And there's a lot of guys there that he's, you know, got a very good relationship with. And that does help him when he's bringing in, in loan deals. Um, it definitely does. And he's mentioned it in the past. It's it's easier to just pick up the phone to a guy you know and say, look, I'm looking for something that kind of fits this kind of a bill. What have you got? Um, or do you know anyone else who might be available? Um, I think it's, it's interesting. Um, look, it's... You know, if you want, if you want to get that question up, I know we've got a graphic for it, Edwin. This is the question now, which is, whose minutes are you going to steal, though? And I know you've kind of touched on this, Edwin. I think it's it's a really interesting question because, at this point, do you really want to tinker with the midfield, which means do you really want to move Kev, which then gets into so is it Farrell that you drop? And the answer is, I don't know. Um, I think I can see him kind of playing in a more rotational kind of way than being just the guy. Um, I can see a good number of bench appearances. I can see him coming in when they're playing, if they're going to play that kind of free centre-back system. I think that all of those things are reasons why, um, you know, you you could see him getting involved. And, and even just general rotation. I mean, a guy like Farrell is... Um, as Pat Moses there in the in the comments said, you know, he's someone who has, you know, played a, a lot of minutes these past couple of weeks. And just to be able to give him a break could be pretty big. Yeah, no, I think he's well well deserving of a break uh, after playing uh, all, if not uh, most of the minutes uh, since the start of the season. So it's interesting. I, and I think it's this signing makes it a little bit harder for for us and, and the fans to kind of see where Rick is going to go. And I think that's also a little bit of an advantage for Rick and his staff where the teams themselves that they're going to face don't know who they're going to put out there. So uh, I think it's going to be an advantage to them overall. I I wish Manuel Madrid didn't lose those minutes, but I feel like he is. Um, and if it's talking about the midfield, forget about Anguiano and Leva never seeing the field. I feel like this guy is going to be taking the, those spots. So yeah, it's 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 gonna be rough for those guys. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they can find some minutes somehow or some way. So, yeah, and I think one other thing on that, in terms of just even talking about minutes, we should talk about James Musa and we should talk about where he is. We did get an update from Rick today. Here's what he had to say. 
he's feeling much, much better. Uh, we put him kind of on a strength program for uh, for his hips and, and for it's biomechanical um, just to kind of help him because we don't want to, again, we, we tried to take our time the first time and then it, he had a reoccurrence, so we don't want to go through that again. And each time you have a reoccurring injury, it just doubles in length for recovery. So this one... Um, if we really, really had to push him, we probably could get him out on the field in a week or two. Uh, but right now, we don't feel like it's that necessary because the, the team's playing really well. So there you have it, Justin. The moose is not loose. Not yet, at least. Not yet. They're keeping him, keeping him under, you know, trying to make sure that he stays fit first. I kind of feel bad for Musa. He had a, for a great game, <laughs> the one game he's played, and then just injuries, man. Like, that's uh, it's another hip injury, right? Because that's the thing that... Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's. I feel bad. It's you, tough. You know a timetable for that? I know that they said it was going to be quite a while, but what are you feeling? I think it's that kind of thing whereby it's, again, he said if if they had to rush him back to be back in a week or in two weeks, then they could, but mm. but they don't feel the need to right now. So to me, it's, you still just got to gotta keep that, you know, keep just just be careful because at the end of the day, do you need him for a game against LA Galaxy 2? Yeah. No, not necessarily. So, yeah, not, you know, Musa, get your rest. Come back 100%. Uh, and uh, I know the team would appreciate him. All right, guys, so moving forward. So, uh, Saturday, Phoenix will be traveling up to Carson, not LA, to fa- uh, face off against Galaxy 2. Uh, Galaxy 2 has not lost since facing Rising on April 9th. They uh, lost 3-1 to to Rising here at Wild Horse Pass. Um, they're ninth in the West currently, only eight points. They beat Monterey Bay 3-1, to one, which is, I don't know if that's saying a lot, but they also uh, tied with El Paso in a game that they probably should have lost, but they got a little bit lucky in the penalty. So what do we expect against uh, Galaxy? Do you expect some rotations? Do you expect maybe a little Santi appearance in the, in the starting 11 once again? What are you guys feeling? I feel like for a second then you were going to ask what we were expecting out of LA Galaxy as a team. And I was just going to shrug because these reserve teams are notoriously difficult to work out exactly what it is that they're going to do at any given moment. I think that we're likely to see uh, more of a... Probably more of the same from Rising as they kind of came out against um, Galaxy 2 the last time to the extent that they can. I think that Santi, from what Rick was saying today, is still kind of struggling a little bit with that ankle. So I don't necessarily know if you risk him mm-hmm. um, with a full 90 at least. Maybe you put him on the bench. Um, I think that you really don't want to risk, especially a player who can be th- that important to you. I don't know if you want to risk him as quickly as, you know, pushing him back into starting this quickly. I think that there's more opportunities down the line i think that we're also in a point whereby Cla- uh, claudia rapetto can start up top that doesn't bother anybody um greg hurst should still be playing um by far i mean just his performances have have justified that and then other guys like you know if you if you want to put a marcus epps or a, a joey calistri out there you know these are options that are there uh that mean that you don't necessarily have to force santi into it especially if you know, you're worried that he might re-injure something. Yeah, of course. Um, well, this game, uh, Rising, when they typically go up there to face Galaxy 2, they typically f- play in this track kind of stadium-looking thing. So uh, I thought you were going to say trash, and I was going to say you're not wrong. 
<laughs> That's you saying it, not me. Uh, but this time, they'll actually be playing at the LA Galaxy Stadium. So uh, you asked Rick today what his feelings um, were about that, and uh, this is what he had to say. What difference does it make for you then playing in presumably the main stadium compared to the little track stadium? There's a lot of differences. Um, mental environment, uh, sometimes in the main stadium without fans, there's really a lack of the, of the air movement. It doesn't really move around a lot in there. Um, the size of the field, the quality of the pitch, um, a team that really likes to play and knock it around, I think can really benefit playing in there. Um, for us, it's good because generally we're fairly athletic and, and having a lot more room to run is good. Um, but it also means you have to defend a lot more space. So um, I think it's going to be a big challenge for us, and, and we have to take into account all these different um, challenges. Look, it's not just my words calling it a trash stadium. Rick has effectively said the same thing in the past. Because it's bad, right? He's walked up to me after the game before and just gone, the lighting here is terrible. Then there's the, I remember um, they came over because the, the changing rooms are over in the actual stadium um so they have to walk out across this little like road that goes between different parts of the car park and and cross over that and it's just i mean i remember andre rolls last year when he was coming over for his warm-ups just said oh it's all right i've already ordered the uber back to the locker room um it's 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 just a bad setup there so the fact they're in the actual stadium is quite nice yeah definitely so we'll see we'll see what happens on not Saturday, Sunday. So they're playing Sunday. Sunday, Sunday this week. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So, um, all right, y'all. Well, thank you for for all your opinions. Appreciate that, and uh, thank you for the chat. You guys always uh, great with the comments. Yeah, that's why I'm always like kind of snickering here. Uh, for example, with Michael, it'll be empty. So like a Chargers game a year ago. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, always comes weird here. All right, y'all, before moving forward, uh, I do want to talk to you guys about OG's Brands. If you guys haven't yet, you guys can stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's. Uh, They just announced their new mini OG's, which is a 3-milligram microdose option for those not wanting to dive right into their regular 10-milligram option. And these will become available on May 3rd. They have amazing flavors like orange creamsicle, tropical, and watermelon. And if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG Brands has to offer, you can go to go you can go to ogsbrands.com. That's o g e e z brands.com to find an OGs near you. All right, y'all. Woo. We still uh, haven't gotten Ramon on them yet. Not yet. It's the perfect time. I'm at home. I'm chilling. Got the Suns game coming up, but John you know what? We need you. We <laughs> need. You know what? I'm hearing that you're going to do it with our special guest present on Thursday. I'm not doing that. Oh, it'd be the perfect time. <laughs> it'd be the fantastic <laughs> time. Have I've talked about him? No, I can't. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> badly. Personally, I think we should do it. Have you doing that on Thursday? Is he going to do it too? I mean, get probably not. No, <laughs> we, would, we would get in trouble. I don't, I don't want to know what Rick would think <laughs> if he was doing that with us. How was that Thursday fun? night? I would like to actually have more guests over the course of the year. That's what I'm but saying. I think it'll be funny if you were doing Ramon it. Tries OGs on on air. It's not fun, but Ramon and guests try OGs on air. That's a clip right there. That that'll get you views. So now we're talking. There you go. Oh. <laughs> well, to, to Jet's point, that I don't know what USL's drug policy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we we might find. Maybe, out. maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. 
All right, y'all. Let's talk about uh, this week in the USL. Um, some great games. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, we have some great games coming up tomorrow. We have Legion, Birmingham Legion against Charleston Battery, and then Memphis against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not impressing me. A lot of ties, a lot of middle-of-the-road performances, so just going to put that out there. Oh, no. um, and then I don't know if you guys have the schedule, but any of uh, Saturday's games impress you? Uh, Rising and Galaxy 2 are the only teams playing on Sunday, so uh, Saturday's when most of the games are going to be taking place. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a. I think it's time, especially to, on those Wednesday ones. I think we should talk about some odds. Let's do it. We should talk about some odds. So, yeah, DraftKings odds here. So, Memphis nine hundred one plus two thirty to win that game, or plus two forty on a draw. Although, if you want the draw, no bet. It's plus one thirty. Do you think Tampa goes to Memphis and wins? I think they'll pull this one off. I got one zero. They'll pull this one off. Yeah, you guys are backing him. Why? Well, I was gonna say don't back him because I'm, I'm really not convinced. The way that Neil Collins has got him playing at the moment isn't convincing me in the slightest. Now maybe he turns it around, but here's the thing: we were, fr- you know, going with the alarm bells after two bad performances. They have won one game in five. Yeah. That's worse. Yeah, they're. Their goal difference isn't that bad, which is 11 goals in favor and five against. But the, the fact that they keep drawing against these teams that they should be beating, that's a little bit concerning to me. That's the only reason I said that. But I think they should be able to pull it off tomorrow. And then the other game, Birmingham Legion against Charleston Battery. Uh, they're heavily favoring Birmingham Legion in this game. Mm. So you can actually get a plus 380 on Charleston. Yeah, I'm back in Birmingham though. Yeah, yeah that's that's the problem. It's you know what if you think Charleston will win, those are really good odds, but I don't think any of us think that Charleston will win that game. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. not in Alabama. No, I don't think yeah. so. Uh Saturday, I think the game of the week is Louisville versus Pittsburgh. What do you guys think about, mm. about that one? Ooh. Oh, that could be an interesting game. That could be a very interesting game. Um, thinking about it, because again, Pittsburgh, Louisville, these are two teams that could well be playing in the Eastern Conference Final this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Two teams that are at least going to be challenging for it. Uh, so I'm intrigued. It's it's always intriguing when you get those kind of games, and they are almost like a preview of what could be a a late stage playoff match. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that one. And the 11's playing really well. They're going to be hosting Hartford Athletic. Uh, Tampa Bay will be playing twice in a week, uh, hosting San Diego Loyal. I think the Loyal are kind of feeling the the fact that their schedule has been really packed in the beginning month of the season, and I think they they have some tired legs. So All right, think- Landon. All right, Landon. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, look, look, you're not you're not wrong, but at the end of the day, it's. You know, you can look at it and say, oh, well, it's tough on them. They've got all these games in one spell. But the thing is, they're going to make up for that later on when they have more spaced out. They've got more rest. They have less midweek games. And at the end of the day, yeah, you're playing the same number of games in the season. They're also out of the cup now, which means they don't have that distraction. Whereas teams like Rising, Sacramento, San Antonio all do in the West, that is. And then obviously Detroit and uh Louisville in the East. So, look, at the end of the day, and this is the other thing, you know that fixture list a, a good chunk in advance. 
make sure you've got the squad depth to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You don't go out and get the squad depth to deal with that, then I'm not really interested in hearing about it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, RGV Toros will be hosting Orange County, the disappointing Orange County. Um, haven't been playing that well. And then you have San Antonio hosting Monterey. San Antonio, you know, looking, they're not winning by a lot, but, uh, and I don't know what's going on over there, but they're getting the results. So, but know. that's them. That That's the team that they are. They're not a big attacking team. They're a kind of solid, organized team with enough talent that when they get a few chances, they bury one. Um, and that's what they do. They score their goal. And then, that's the thing. You just you struggle to break them down. It's hard to score goals or even yeah, you know, any goals really. I was going to say a, a lot of goals, but it's hard to score any goals against a team like that that are that are quite organised. And when when Jordan Farr is playing well, yeah. um, and so when you think about it that way, then they only need that one or two opportunities up at the other end, and maybe mm-hmm. they're a boring team, but it's effective. Yeah. It's effective football. Yeah, it's, it's, and you can tell that it's affected by where they are in the table. San Antonio has not lost since Rising put two goals on them uh, during their last meeting at the beginning of April. And then you have Oakland Roots against Colorado. I think Oakland's going to win that one. I feel it, man. Ooh. I feel it. You're back in Oakland there. You're back I in Oakland. I don't want Oakland to take this one. I feel like they got what it takes against Colorado, but watch them lose 4-0. So <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of great games over here. Um, Edwin, any games here that uh, kind of interest you? Uh, for me, I think it'll be interesting to see the Rowdies and how they handle two games a week. What do they prioritize and how they respond? Because I think Rowdies are going to be a team that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're one of the threats, obviously, from the East. And so I think moments like this is just going to tell a lot about the team and how they handle it, how they handle tired legs and all that. So, for me, I think it's the, the the accumulation of the Rowdies game. I don't think it's one pure Rowdies game, but I think it's the accumulation. And given the loyal schedule, they've been so, so falling off. I think that just adds a tree. So, uh, at least for me, I think that one. Um, and also Orange County, because I, uh, for me, are they really going to be this bad this year? I know they went on a run later in the year, and that's when they you know sparked it all and then won the championship last year. But it just seems like they can't figure things out against a RGV Toros team that's, you know, in that seven mid-packs team. So it could be, a, it could be, if, if Orange Counters get something on track, you know, this could be one of the games. I like uh, Bobby's uh, comment there. Surprise, Landon hasn't tried to sign Alex Morgan. She'd be their best player. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think they just opened a new team over there, San Diego Wave, if I'm correct. In the yes, yes. So uh, that's pretty interesting. Let me put yeah. that up to you because I, I think maybe I've seen a sign uh, or a or a, maybe I don't I don't know if I remember correctly, but at the stadium at Wild Horse Pass of an MWSL team coming to Phoenix. Is that, is that something? It's that it's the sign is just uh, bring NWSL to Phoenix. Gotcha. That's okay. it. Um, is what are the chances? That, of that? No, I, I I I tend to believe no in the immediate. Um, I think that USL Super League team is far more realistic in the immediate. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Is going to happen on that front. Um, we're going to have to see. It's it's interesting because USL Super League kind of fills in a gap, which is that there was up until now from next year, you know, the actual gap between NWSL and literally anything else is enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there is no kind of legitimate second tier in this country because you had things like the um, WPSL, which you had one of the teams from here was playing at Tempe Sports Complex. You know, and that that that's meant to be somewhat of one of the next levels down from NWSL. Well, that's a bit of a jump. Um, USL Super League, I guess, is a, t- is a league. The principle and what we've heard, and I'm not sure whether they're going to pull off as much as they say that they're going to pull off, um, but it'll be interesting to see how well it's implemented by USL and, and what they can actually do with that and, and see if Vigants can indeed get a team in there. Yeah, no, I, I saw those. Uh, well, it's I don't want to compare NWSL to the the Spanish leagues or the Champions leagues and the women's sides in Europe, but I saw that video of uh, I think it was Barcelona, the, their women's team hosting, and it was like ninety eight thousand people watching that game. And ninety one thousand, ninety one thousand, yeah. And so their men's team can't even get that that amount of crowds uh, at this time. So it's it's okay. <laughs> Nature to see that man, and I'm I'm putting it in the context. It shows the amount of, of growth in in the in the women's team, and I know Liga MX is doing that as well. Uh, most, if not all, of the Liga MX teams also have a women's team, and they're they're playing in their league. And you can see it on the national team that uh, they're they're improving as well. So uh, definitely, I would love to see more of that. So good, good stuff right there. Tough shot toward FC Barcelona men's. We're not letting you get away with that. Let's go, Man City. You can talk Back about the boys. Four <laughs> three. <laughs> Hey, that was a great game. That was a great game. Fantastic. Uh, so, guys, so before we wrap it up here, I do want to talk to you guys about DraftKings. So, uh, the NBA playoffs are uh, in full effect, and that means next-level basketball. You guys can get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 at free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Uh, you can also place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. That's a really good deal right there. So if you haven't yet, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of playoff of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You do have to be 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Woo. Yeah, make sure, to get, make sure to hop on there for USL bets. <laughs> They're all on there. They're all on there. With Owen. Um, Find out how to lose money by listening to me and my picks. You guys got to listen to Michael. Yeah, Michael in the chat. He's always getting the right scores, always picking the right winner. So, uh, or, or listen to Owen and lose some money. So, <laughs> I'm just playing. Owen. I'm just playing. He's uh, doing shots. He's taking shots. He's recent. He thought he could get away with the FC Barcelona men's, did not let him have it. Oh, uh, he thinks Real Madrid can pull it 91,000. It's, right it's now. interesting because I, <laughs> I thought I thought that in our Thursday show last week, we showed that we can indeed remove Ramon when he's yeah, overstepped the mark. Yeah, you guys are getting me cyber so, Strike know, one. <laughs> I, I thought we'd established a precedent here that, you know, this could be done and we could. No, you can't bully me into not deal with the problem. You see, Owen, I think he's going to get that enough in two days. <laughs> but so I'll, I'll let him have it today. But Greg, uh, you know that stuff I said? Totally not. 
I like how it's just, it, yeah, guys, we're going to keep it subtle. We're not going to tell anyone who's coming on the show. I didn't reveal and in it the first. Space of, in the space of all of this, we have flat out revealed exactly who is coming on the show. So We'll officially announce it sometime in the coming days so it might not be yeah. him it might yeah not. <laughs> it's all actually one big ruse you know you all thought yeah. that it's him it's actually going to be james musa it's going to um, be channing chaston bring him oh, in oh there we go <laughs> in the studio asking owen why he didn't think we didn't have a break <laughs> so i want to see that one i want to see that i'm not even going to be there i'm just going to leave owen and and Channing. <laughs> yeah, one-on-one. <laughs> it's fine, I spoke to Channing today, so I mean, it's, mm. you know. <laughs> uh, I'll no, I was kidding. All right, yeah, so obviously you guys know we're going to have, uh, yeah, Scottish people for a moment, oh my God. Uh, yeah, we're going uh, to have a guest in studio on Thursday, 6 p.m., so make sure to be there. Our last interview was with Santi Moore. It was a great time at the beginning of the season, um, and it was an awesome time there. So, of course, we're going to make the official announcement on our Twitter handle, which is phnx underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores, double the fun. And we want to double the questions that we got for Santi. So when you see the announcement, make sure to uh, drop your comments and your questions on on Twitter, so that way we can ask them in person, and you guys can see their reaction live on uh, at the studio. So, looking forward to that. Anything else, guys, that you guys want to want to talk about? Uh, I think we should just shout out the fact that for those of you who also watch the uh, Coyotes, there is a special PHNX trip happening on Friday for the final game up at Gila River Arena. So, if you want to hop on the uh, the PHNX phnxlocker.com you can find the details there and purchase tickets if you want to join them uh they'll have a bus running from downtown phoenix up to the stadium meet and greet with josh doan um and you get a t-shirt as well i believe and uh you take it to the game included as well so uh and food and drink from what i gather as well there's going to be food and drink too so uh yeah for anyone who is uh, so inclined as to to want to go and check that out go ahead and do so last game ever for coyotes at river arena so before they make the move down to tempe and start drawing average attendances lower than risings no because the because the rink is smaller just to be clear (laughs) the phnx express uh so make sure to hop on that get yourself a ticket and have fun this friday with the phnx crew um edwin anything else sir um PHNX Mercury, they have another show at 7 p.m. So while you're watching the Suns game, pull it up, you know, you can show us some love. We were not just doing it for the first show. We're going to show some love consistently. A great show, a great people on there. So make sure to show it love. And while, after you watch the Suns game, a uh, post game live from Ainsworth. So a lot of PHNX content tonight. So you can continue I don't think the party. Are they li- I don't think they're live from the Ainsworth today, but we'll. I thought. Oh, wait, I think they no, offer no. away it's games. Home games. Away games, games. yeah. Home it's a home yeah, game yes, tonight. Excuse yeah. me, excuse me, excuse me. We'll take it on. And don't forget as well. Uh, <laughs> on, and don't forget as well, more PHNX plugs, because apparently that's all we've got at the moment. That on Thursday, apart from the time when you're watching us, we have a very secret, very special, unknown guest that you definitely don't know who it is, because you don't have any idea, guys, who exactly it could be. It could even be Justin, for all we know. It could be Justin Bieber. Um, when you're not watching us with our special guest, you can also catch uh, draft coverage for the NFL draft 
all afternoon into the evening with the PHNX Cardinals podcast. They will be at the Ainsworth. And if you want to head up there, they've got a special guest as well down there. Um, If you want to head up and join them, you will be able to do so. They'll be at the Ainsworth on Thursday. Exactly. So a lot of stuff at PHNX. We always try to keep you busy. And again, we want to appreciate you and let you know that uh, we we love the fact that you guys are here with us. If you guys aren't listening to us live, thank you for listening to us after the fact. We would love for you to be live with us, but if you can't, definitely understand that. But we appreciate you, Michael, Pat, uh, everybody here on the chat. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, our next show will be on Thursday, 6 p.m. with a special guest uh, mystery guest, I mean, <laughs> special then, mystery guest. It's going to be Ramon, but hi. That's it. On OGs. <laughs> on OGs. I have a split screen. Like, <laughs> Before and after. <laughs> the effects of uh, of OGs on a human body. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's going to be a great time. And then uh, post game show on Sunday after the LA Galaxy 2 game. So a big week. And again, a lot of events here at PHNX. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And we will see you next time. Be well and be safe. Take care.